Welcome to Pod Almighty, your monthly podcasting masterclass. Now, this show is all about helping you achieve your podcasting aims with help and advice from us and, more importantly, the friends, colleagues and experts that we've met along the way. I'm James Marriott. I work full-time in radio for the best part of two decades, and now I spend my time helping other businesses and individuals to create launch, grow and develop a successful podcast of their own. And I'm Ellie Codling, a former radio producer, music scheduler and programming coordinator and now working as a podcast producer and editor with clients across the UK. Now today we are talking about building a podcast community. Now you might not immediately know for sure exactly what that means and that's fine because that's kind of why we're here because I sort of feel this is a topic that's maybe not talked about quite as much as some other things and it can often get a little bit lost in translation or actually just you know plain forgotten about in podcasting because I think creators tend to scramble for downloads or they're looking for that route to monetization and maybe kind of overlook the value of their community. Now before we kind of dive any deeper into that, let's meet our guest, Charles Cummings, who runs Vibrant Sound Media, a podcast production company based in the northwest of uh, the UK. He is also a podcaster and does all manner of other marvellous work with uh, audio. And importantly for us today, he is the co-organiser and community builder of Mike's Podcast Club, which is Mike as in M-I-C, not Mike as in the bloke that delivers your milk every morning. Um, Mike's Podcast Club, which is uh, an amazing monthly meetup for podcast creators and enthusiasts. Charles, it's great to have you with us. If I could ask you to kind of kick things off just by telling us a little bit about the group about Mike's Podcast Club if you would. Yeah sure thanks for having me guys it's a pleasure being here. Yeah so what are we about three three and a half years ago now my friend Vic set up Mike's Podcast Club. She basically had her own podcast production company freelance solo entrepreneur that she set up and there was a gap in the market there was nothing there that basically went and said let's get together lots of podcasters and help each other out. So she decided to create this meetup group. So it's through the meetup app, a uh, very simple organization tool. And we started doing uh, in-person meetups in Manchester, started where all good things start, above a pub. And uh, it was uh, it was a really, really big hit. There was absolutely nothing in Manchester at the time, anything like it. Um, and there still isn't. And we basically started off by just getting podcasters together and having a chat about different aspects of podcasting, exactly like you do with Pod Almighty, but in person with lots of different people there. It expanded to then becoming, uh, I think we, we called it Mike Talks. So it was basically we would have a couple of speakers and that was the first one that I actually went to. Um, there were a couple of speakers that were just podcasters who were talking about how to start a podcast. Very original, very obvious, but it got lots of people travelling to Manchester from all over. We had people coming from Sheffield, people coming from Leeds, people coming from Liverpool, and that just basically 
then kept going. So every single month we would do an in-person event, whether we would have somebody who was talking or if it was just a meetup where we could all get together and have a chat, ask each other questions about podcasting, then we would go ahead and do that. And we've also done what we called an editing club. So you know how boring it is to sit there in front of your computer, audition or audacity or reaper, whatever it is that you use, just open and you're editing your 20, 30, 60 minute podcast. Takes a little while. You're all on your own, usually in a darkened room. I don't know why us audio professionals like it dark, but we do. Um, And it's very lonely. So we thought, right, everybody come along to this one place and you can sit there and edit your podcast. And if you want to just sort of down headphones for a moment and chat to the person next to you, you can. We had a few people come and do that. I got involved quite early on just basically by sticking my nose in essentially and saying, if you ever want any help, Vic, then then just ask. And basically the very first day that I turned up, she asked me, could I move a table and a chair over in one corner? And therefore our relationship began. So yeah, ever since we've basically been doing monthly meetups. Obviously when the pandemic hit, we went virtual and Zoom became the thing. And that's just allowed us to expand. So no longer are we just the Northwest, just Manchester. We're now the world and we have people from America joining us and people from you know London and Australia, I think, or New Zealand, somebody came from once. We which considering the time zone difference is is absolutely mad. And we basically keep doing the same thing. So we call it a in-person or live FAQ for podcasters. So you've got any questions about podcasting, you can come along and you can hopefully ask that question and then get the answer. But not just from somebody who puts themselves out there as a podcast guru or you know anything like that. These are from actual people that that do it themselves and they're giving you their answers based on their own experience of doing the stuff you'll know there's so much out there on the internet you type into google any question about podcasting it delivers a minefield of information and there's so much there that obviously is conflicting that's not to say that any of it is wrong it's just very hard to actually when you're reading article to article to article well which one of these is right because the way that I think people tend to write is with authority, isn't it? And they say, this is how it should be, or this is how it works. Well, if you're reading an article that just says that, but three different things on the same topic, and they're all the right way of doing it for that different person, you don't really know, well, which one is going to be right for me. Whereas having it an in-person, you know, talking to other people, you might have those three different things, but at that point, everybody's a lot more... I suppose, normal talkative, and they just go, this is how it works for me. But James, this might be different for you. So go ahead, try it. If it doesn't work, tweak it, do it this way. And that way, we actually help people a lot better than by just going and Googling a topic. Absolutely. I mean, we're probably oddballs in this world in that, you know, we're kind of doing podcast stuff all the time. Most people are doing podcast stuff, you know, around, uh, you know, a proper job, you know, a nine to five or, or whatever it is that they're doing. And that kind of, I think we get so caught up in it all that sometimes I've found it's really interesting hearing the take of someone that's a much more casual 
podcast creator that makes me think oh, that's quite interesting actually because I'm I'm just like you know wound up in this stuff all day every day that it's really useful to hear people who are at all different stages of you know their sort of podcast journey and some who have have not even started or just getting going or just enjoy listening to podcasts which is um, which is really interesting so brilliant all right well thank you for um, kind of setting the scene for us there important thing for us to just kind of touch on here which is what exactly do we mean by podcast community and i'm also going to use the phrase tribe quite a lot through this podcast because i sort of see these as as being interchangeable really and i think the word community is a little bit fluffy sometimes what how i interpret when we talk about a podcast community and creating a, a community or a tribe around your podcast specifically it's about those people who are your cheerleaders right the people who interact they're the ones that spread the word they are the ones that are your tribe so it's the the people who are a bit more than just a listener and listeners are great that's fantastic but listeners do tend to come and go your tribe is kind of the next level up from that for me anyway um you know they are the people who would never even think about missing your show who who really do consider themselves like a super fan i um i guess Ellie, what, what's your kind of thoughts on this? Because I know you, before we recorded this, you were a little bit like, all right, this is going to be quite interesting because it's a topic that you don't necessarily feel 100% confident on. Um, so when you think about podcast community, what does that phrase mean to you? Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I totally see the benefit of a podcast tribe and community. And I suppose from the where I'm coming from with, I was really interested to have this chat with you, Charles, is where you really start to build that outside of just the podcast you know what what social platforms have you found really beneficial to you and finding out more on how you actually get that off the ground and is it is it content led within the podcast that hooks them in it's all always comes back to that thing we often talk about isn't it James of who is your audience and making content that your audience want to then become those super fans because they can't bear to miss a show because you are absolutely 100% talking to that person so that to me is what a, a community is I guess in that you're delivering what they want but how do you how do you bring them all together, Charles? How did that work for you? Uh, well, so for me, so my podcast is a is a football podcast. So for me, it's actually very easy to know who who my audience is. So the original podcast uh, is called It's All Cobblers to Me. So I'm a Northampton Town fan. We are the Cobblers, and we usually play like that as well. And we, <laughs> uh, you know, basically, I just turned around and started going to where all of the people that support Northampton hang out, i.e., on Twitter, Facebook groups, uh, we've there's a forum called the Hotel End. I went on there. I was kind of already known in those circles, so the forum's been going for well twenty years now. I'd been posting on it since I was quite young, so therefore most people knew who I was, and I'd met a lot of the right. people on those forums as well through it. So when I then went on there and said, "Oh, hey everyone, I'm starting this podcast. Have a listen to it." Quite a few people just did because they already knew who I was. They already knew that, oh, this isn't just someone we don't know turning up and saying, go and listen to me and do what I'm asking you to do. This is somebody we already know. I won't say that they trusted me at that stage, but they knew who I was and what my name was. That was, for me, really easy to do. And it's it's often the hardest question, isn't it? It's, it doesn't matter whether it's podcasting or whether it's a business or anything. They say, who's your target audience? Who's the person that you want to do? 
I hate that term of, of creating an, uh, an audience avatar. I hate it. Or, you know, it, it's so difficult to pin down because you could have so many different ones uh, of those. But for me, I just went, well, I'm making a podcast about Northampton Town Football Club. Who might want to listen to that? it's obvious whereas if you're going to go and do a a, a, i don't know a true crime podcast it's maybe a little bit more difficult to actually pinpoint exactly who will listen to it but for me it was all about just going and talking to the people that were in my audience or the people i wanted to listen and that for me luckily included actually at games when we first started three years ago so i was able to bump into people when i turned up to a game and say did you know I'm doing this, by the way? Here you go. Give us your phone. I'll pop it on there for you. This is all you need to do now is, is press play every Tuesday. But outside of that, you it's, it's then just about interacting with the conversations that are already going on. That's the most important thing. If I turn up to you and knock on your door and say, I've got a podcast, please listen to it. First thing you're going to do is go, well, who the hell are you? I, I don't know you from Adam. Why should I listen to your podcast the same as when you know someone knocks on the door and starts wanting to sell you a I don't know a veg box or a windows or whatever you're not really 100% sure are you straight away and you might take their leaflet and then go back and ring them up later and say yeah go on then but you're not likely to invite them into your house and say sure come in and see how valuable my tv is that's not really going to happen so <laughs> you need to sort of actually just start having the conversations within the group of people that you want to start listening. And that doesn't mean spreading yourself massively thin either. I think that's quite important. So for me, if I was going to start a brand new podcast, which I did recently, albeit still a football one, just for the European Championships, I just started on Twitter getting involved in a couple of other people that were talking about the England games or the England squad when it was announced. Little tiny conversations. And then I just had in my Twitter bio the link to my new podcast and it would say in there that I present and host this podcast about the European Championships about the Euros so I never really actually went in and went listen to my podcast it was just if they were interested in what I had to say and thought I'll just have a quick nosy at who this person is one of the first things that they would see is that there's a podcast and they might then choose to go and listen to it it's those initial conversations and yes you can start them Sometimes it's a bit like shouting into an empty room. You might start it, but if nobody's nobody's there to hear you say it, nobody's going to respond to you. You have to go out and actually find those conversations first and find those people first. So regardless of what your topic is, you do need to sort of at least understand who it is you're making the podcast for other than yourself. But in a way, if you're making a podcast, you are going to be doing it for you because otherwise... Why would you do it? You just need to go and find other people like you and then talk about yourself to them and the thing that you're talking about in your podcast. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like you've done quite a bit of legwork, though, in many ways. You, you say you're talking to those people already, but you have actually, you are keeping a constant stream there by the sounds of it, keeping your name in the social platforms, forums to raise awareness and keep the conversation going it sounds like there's some legwork that needs to be done there. yeah and in fairness when you put it like that you realize how much work that actually is but don't worry about it if you enjoy it you'll just do it anyway you're on them forums um, anyway aren't you you're already watching it and reading it yeah exactly 
that's it. I mean, I don't think about when I go onto Twitter and I, I go in and start looking at the latest news about Northampton Town, like when there's a signing or something like that. I don't think, oh, I, I must go on Twitter and talk about this because it's helping my podcast mm, marketing. Mm. I just think we've made a signing. I want to have an opinion on this person that I've never seen play football before from Kilmarnock <laughs> or wherever it is that we've signed them from. You know, it's just then the fact that I'm obviously now associated with the podcast or the podcast associated with me. So when people see me talk, for some reason, they think I'm speaking with some sort of authority on the issue. I'm definitely not. But people think I am. And that's what matters. Because you built your tribe. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's building that and having done it. But in a strange way, it doesn't feel like I really did anything difficult to do that. It was... You know, as I said, because I was already interested in the subject, already in the conversation, it was just something that that happened easily um, to me. But you are right, Ellie. I, I shouldn't dismiss the 10, 20 years before that of me just talking about Northampton Town Football Club as a fan. I, I don't know if you're going to start a, a podcast which is about, I don't know, your favourite packet of crisps then you're probably not going to have been spending the last 10 years. Well, you might, you might have done. You might have been shouting from the rooftops how much you like cheese and onion. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's unlikely that you probably did that. So you've just got to start somewhere. So, But make sure that if you're going to do a podcast, I just think to myself, if you're going to make a success of it, you need it to be of interest to you because it's not just about making the podcast. You know, it is all of this other stuff that you've got to do as well. And if you can make that other stuff just a natural occurrence rather than a, oh, I'm doing this because of the podcast, then you won't even notice how much work and effort you're putting into doing it. Sure, surely no one would actually say that cheese and onion is their favourite crisp. Surely that, <laughs> that person can't possibly exist any, anywhere in, in the whole wide world. <laughs> no, I know. It's smoky bacon all the way, surely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're, we're, well, we're nearly 20 minutes in and we've already talked about in-person meetups and going to football matches. This is getting me quite teary, this podcast, all, all these great things that we used to be, uh, used yeah. to be able to do. Right, I, I want to think a little bit here about existing podcasters. So people who might be however many months or, or, or years into producing their podcast, who might be listening to this thinking that it's something they've never really thought about, that they think about their listeners, they think about their audience, but they don't think about that kind of group of their listeners who, who are their tribe, who you know are their real sort of cheerleaders. I have a, a just an issue generally with podcasting in the way that it's so obsessed with numbers and it's particularly obsessed with download numbers and people kind of say, oh, it's brilliant. This has had 500 downloads or, or I get 10,000 downloads. And we we just kind of, you know, we throw these numbers around as if it kind of makes it feel a little bit like it's all just a big ego thing about people. Well, I want to have more downloads than the next person and, and then the next person and then the next person. And we don't stop and think, you know, if you 500 people listen to your podcast who are those 500 people they all have names they all have lives they all have jobs they've got families they live somewhere they do things you know they've got an entire you know we talk about building an avatar every single podcast listener is an avatar because they're all real they all exist stop thinking about numbers if you do get let's let's stick with that example let's say that you get 500 listeners to your podcast it might go up and it might go down who within that 500 are your tribe because 
they're out there. So if you've not thought about this, if you do sit down and think about it, you probably already know. You probably think, oh, there's that person that always has something to say on Twitter, and there's that person that always replies here, and there's that person that emails all the time. Or you've just become aware of of you know certain people who are you know listeners week in, week out, month in, month out. And if not, or maybe you know of a few, but you think there's probably more out there, then this is really the point where it's like, all right, put the brakes on a little bit, stop and think, how do I start finding out who these people are? Because they're every listener matters, but these are your really valuable. These are like your gold level listeners. And they're useful for several things. Firstly, because of the fact that they're really loyal as listeners. But also, once you establish and identify who your tribe is, who your podcast community is, you can utilize them. Because these are the people that, you know, when you say at the end of the podcast, oh, if you've enjoyed this, please tell a friend. These are the people that actually go and do that. These are the ones that will go and spread the word. If you if you tweet about your new episode and say, please retweet, these are the people that will do that. You know, they'll quote your tweet. They'll go onto the forums and they'll tell people about how brilliant your podcast is. But you've got to do that bit yourself in terms of, uh, making it clear what you want from your tribe, you know, identify who they are and start thinking about how you can use them to grow your audience. And wh- while you're growing your audience, you're going to grow that tribe as well, because there's going to be more people who find you that really, really like your show. And, and, and so you're able to build this kind of luxury tier of of listeners who are your community, they're your tribe, but they're just super, super valuable listeners. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I just think as podcasters that we overlook this, that we just get too caught up in numbers and stop thinking about, well, who are the ones within this who are actually going to do what I ask them to do? Because they're my cheerleaders. Yeah, and we're, we're all guilty of it as well. Don't think for a second that... Yeah, I agree completely with what you've said, James. However, I still look there. I open up my, my hosting site and I go, how many downloads have I had? How, how close am I to beating yesterday's numbers? Which is what I'm doing at the moment with the Euros one, sillily, because it's a daily podcast. Why would I do that? Anyway, um, the thing for me actually was that in terms of going out and finding out who those super fans were, I set up a Patreon. Now, I, I just put it out there. And when I did it, so I did it in November 2019, I opened the Patreon. I did it. And yes, I was thinking about monetizing my podcast, but only in the way of going, I wonder who would actually pay for this. You know, maybe somebody might do. I doubt that many will. Straight away, I had somebody that just popped in for $2. Uh, I had that same one person for, for $2 for three months. And then somebody else came in at $5. And then all of a sudden, around about sort of May 2020, we had an influx. And we got quite a bit that came in. Now, one of the things, and the only thing that I actually offered was just a Slack community group channel. That was it, a private messenger group for these people that supported us. And 30-odd people are signed up to that right now. And they all pay a varying different amount of money. Yes, I do more than just the Slack group nowadays for it. But the, the big thing and the thing that people actually sign up for is getting involved with that community. Each and every single one of those, they do those things. They retweet the podcast whenever a new episode comes out. They tell their friends about it. They leave reviews on you know, Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and all the other places that, that they do. They're the ones that, whenever I turn around and say, have you thought about what, what happens if I buy some stickers? Would you, would you like a sticker? 
they all go, yes, please, I'll have a sticker. Thanks very much. Throw that in the post. Um, we did some mugs uh, at Christmas. And very, very simple. Literally, um, it's just our podcast logo on the on the mug on one side. And then on the other is a phrase that we say every single time that we see a player that we think, oh, get him in. Get him in the side. Get him so, in. So, Lionel Messi, get him in. Come on. I know you're out of contract, Lionel. <laughs> get on to Northampton. Uh, you know, we just put that on. And I, I did this as a trial run. So, I bought these for me and my three co-hosts for Christmas uh, just gone. And what I did was I literally, I sent these off to the guys when they came in to me. And I just said to them, just pop them on Twitter. Just show your mug on Twitter. And the amount of people that replied saying, can we have one? So I then just sort of went, right, okay, now we'll get into the whole merchandise side of things. But the people that all said, yes, please, I'll have one, the immediate ones were all our, our Slack channel Patreon members. They all just want to be involved in, in everything that we do. And it's just, it's lovely. You do feel a little bit special. You do feel a little bit like you're royalty almost in a way and sometimes you have to remember that and I do this all the time where I say to myself this yes I do the podcast and it was my idea and it was my baby but I wouldn't be able to make the success of it if it wasn't for the other guys that are my co-hosts and I also wouldn't make make it as successful as it is without the people that are in my tribe within that community I always say that even if nobody listened, I'd still do the podcast. I, I definitely would because I enjoy doing it and I know my co-hosts are exactly the same with that. But having that tribe of people pushes me to make it better all the time. And I, I think in a way, I have to sometimes just sort of go and take a step back and go, oof, this is a little bit like how celebrities feel. I'm not comparing myself to anyone that's famous before anyone jumps on that. But in a way, you are creating your own celebrity status within your tribe. And you are doing that. You you sometimes have to sort of take that step back to remember that where did you come from? And therefore, by remembering where you came from, you can then reach hopefully more people because you'll then go out and go, oh, yes. If I, I just need to go and start doing that again. Because I often forget. I often think and end up concentrating too much on the people that are already in the tribe. And I forget about trying to get more people into it. We're all kind of guilty of that. You get stuck in that. But it's really good fun. I love it. And I, I can't believe that people actually pay money to listen to my podcast, which is free and always will be. Um, has no one um, no one's asked you for a selfie at a game then yet? Uh, one person did once. One person. And uh, I I didn't know what to say to him. I was like, yeah, okay. I said, you'll need the wide angle, fella. Uh. <laughs> Love it. This this is really interesting because I'm not sure, Charles, if your experience is the same as mine. So, I mean, we have very similar things here in terms of I, I do a football uh, podcast, have done for several years. Again, distinctly average football team in Sheffield Wednesday. You know, the same in kind of using social media, building up a bit of an audience, getting a bit of an idea about those people who interact a lot with us and stuff like that. Now, we also set up, it wasn't quite Patreon, we did it slightly different 
differently. We set up a, a kind of a listener club that we did for one season, and uh, about thirty people joined that, which is not a huge number, but you know, it was it was uh, more than what what I thought it would it would be. And what was really interesting is that probably half of those were names where I was like, oh yeah, that's so and so, and that's so and so, and I recognised them. About half of them were people that I'd never come across before, because they if they were on social media, they weren't particularly active, or some of them were people that just didn't use social media. You know, we, we include a bit of you know include your handles and we'll give you a shout out for joining up and they were like oh, i'm not on social media i just listen and i'm like okay there's something quite powerful that we uh, totally overlook here and, and we all do this we have these platforms and ways in which we interact with our audience but you can't if someone's listening to your podcast they can't talk back to you so you've got people who are uh, listeners and some of them may well be people who fit into what we're now describing as your tribe but if you don't give them a way of telling you you might never know so something like patreon i have a conversations with people about Patreon. And actually for a while, I, I struggled to get my head around it because you sort of think, if you've got 10 people that are paying you two bucks a month, I mean, that's probably not even covering your hosting costs. You just think, is there really a point in that? And you're like, well, that's missing the point. It, as things grow, then maybe it does start becoming money whereby you think, all right, there's a decent pot there to be able to invest in things like stickers and mugs and things like that. But also you're discovering, you're building your tribe by giving these people the chance to join now if you think about setting up something like an email list you know this is this is your know, marketing you know page one of of the marketing handbook isn't it setting up email lists for things but if you think about setting up an email list for a podcast and you think why would anyone join that why would anyone want to receive an email telling them about a new episode of a podcast that's coming out but the thing is people do because they're really invested in your podcast and that's they're not paying you anything for for that so it's got nothing to do with money that's to do with starting to really figure out who your tribe is so and and I love the way that this episode's kind of so naturally progressed from this idea of yeah you can find out through social media and you can you recruit new listeners but then it moves up a level doesn't it in terms of actually Actually, social media is a part of it, but it's much bigger than that. And there's there's other things that that you need to look to do that um, uh, then you know help you start to to plot out who your tribe is. And you know you might set up a listener club. That might be a thing. And that is literally your tribe. You call it your listener club, and people can join it. And you might charge them a bit. You might not. You might try and get some stickers done for them, which is super cheap. And you probably should do that. I think everyone should probably do that. But you might get other things done and, and and give it to them. Because there is this important bit here about the fact that you've kind of got to give back, haven't you? you? You've got to be a contributor within your tribe other than just doing your podcast. It can't just be one way. You need to be touchable and you need to be real. You know, you need to reply to messages that you get on, on Twitter. You need to reply to things that people say within your Facebook group and i think you you kind of um touched on this actually in something you're saying a little bit uh, ago charles in terms of the fact that you know you are the celebrity within whatever however big or small that world is you are the celebrity but you're also the leader you are the leader of that community and you've kind of got to lead by example and that does mean interacting with people and that means that you've got to be real and you've got to be there so that those people who love you and love what you do feel that they can have more of a conversation with you than a more casual listener. Absolutely. Um, and social social media is brilliant for 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 that. But key point in that is this is hard work. You know, this is not stuff that's just super easy to do. But if you want to do it well, you've kind of got to be prepared to put that work in. And if anyone goes into this thinking, oh, this sounds dead easy, then you're probably going to do it quite badly because it does take work and it takes 
time. Ellie, I'm really interested in in what what your thoughts are as this conversation progresses. Yeah, because I was just thinking as well, you say it takes time and, it, and it's hard work and absolutely, but a lot of podcasts we know are passion projects in the first place, aren't they? And it goes back to what you say, Charles, you don't feel it's an effort because you live and breathe the cobblers. So that's fine. You're, you know, that's where you're spending your time anyway. And that's what passion project podcasts are all about. So yes, you need to put the time in, but it sounds like it shouldn't feel like an effort because it's your love and your hobby as it is anyway. So just get going with being more interactive with it. Start replying more. Try the patient route. See what yeah, happens. You, you don't, there, there's one of our members of our uh, of Mike's podcast club um, called Ian. He makes the Cold War Conversations podcast. Now, I absolutely adore how well informed he is about not just the subject matter because he's essentially as i'll use the word geeky but in a kind way ian in case you're listening he's as geeky about the cold war as i am about northampton town and he loves it and he does exactly that which is he joins in the conversation he talks about it an awful lot and he gives back so one of the great things that he did we talked about stickers before he does coasters so if you join his patreon you instantly get sent a coaster, which is just something slightly different. So everybody loves a sticker, of course they do. But if you've got a coaster, that's like a step up, isn't it? It's it's the extra thing that he's gone for. But he does so much in terms of he's in his community all of the time. He's always talking about it. Anybody that's in the community that he finds interesting, he then finds their story and then we'll look to include it in in his podcast. So it isn't just about having your listeners, as you said, James, doing it one way, listening to you. It's also about you then turning around and listening to them and seeing what they're doing. One of the things that I did um, last year when the pandemic hit and the football was stopped and we didn't really know what was going to be happening was that I then reached out to a few of the people that I know are listeners and said... I'm going to do this little series, I called it Memory Lane, very original idea, where I literally just said to them, I'd love to talk to you about a particular season, player, goal, moment of your time supporting Northampton, and let's do a 20-minute chat with you about that specific thing. I spoke to 10 different people, of which eight of them were just fans and were listeners already to the podcast, and we went through some great moments from the last 20, 30 years and heard from their point of view, how they experienced it. And then on top of that, I had somebody from the football club do an episode with me and I also had a former player do it as well. And it just gave the audience a way of actually going, oh, hang on a minute, this, yeah, I'll do this. I'll put my hand up for it. I put the message out on Twitter and said, if you want to be involved, if you've got a story to share, I'd love to listen to it. And I just did it. And it didn't really matter if the story was of a big occasion of something that everybody could remember instantly and go, oh yes. Some of the best and most well-received episodes of that were actually things that when I first was contacted by the person, I didn't really know what they were talking about as what their memory was. But you start listening to them, and of course it's it's a big thing for them, otherwise they wouldn't have talked to me about it. 
and you got the passion. The passion came through and that actually meant that now what I had was I had episodes 10, I think we did in the end, of some of our listeners who then, of course, what they did was they went, I've been on It's All Cobblers to Me. Go and listen to this episode. They told their mum, their dad, their friends, um, their wife, go and listen to me, I'm on this. And then some of those will have gone, oh, that's really good. I wonder what else has been done on this podcast. And they then become, you know, they go from being that one-off, oh, I've heard the show that my friend's on, to becoming an actual regular listener. And then who knows what happens. Eventually, they may take the steps up, become a subscriber, and then get who knows, all the way up to being a super fan and maybe joining the Patreon. So there's so many different ways of you actually getting into the mindset and then getting into the engagement and making it two-way with the people that your listeners, sorry, that are listening to your podcast. Um, you talked before, James, about how it isn't just social media, and that's so true. Like, if you look at, it'll be the same with Sheffield Wednesday, if you look when you can, at a, one of the stands at Hillsborough, the next time you're there, you are going to have such a wide demographic of people. They've all got one thing in common. They're all there to support Sheffield Wednesday. But you'll have kids, you'll have grandparents, you'll have mums and dads, all of these different people. Is every single one of those going to be on Twitter? Every single one going to have a Facebook account? No, they're not. But I tell you what they all do have is they all probably go and look at the Sheffield Wednesday website they probably all buy a program, well, maybe not all of them, but some of them will buy a program. Some of them will look at the um, stuff that comes out of the football club, whether it's in the local paper or directly from the club. So if you can, and this is what I did, is that I went and spoke to the football club and said, look, don't want any money. I don't want anything else. I also don't want to give up any editorial content or control, but Anything you could do to just get the word out to the rest of the fan base? They just put a little tiny banner in the bottom of the program on one of the pages that just simply said, listen to the It's All Cobblers to Me podcast by fans, for fans of the Cobblers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts, wherever. And we got quite a few people coming to us that didn't have a clue about us because they didn't know what to do. They also interviewed me for a an article in the program that also went on their website that also went out in the local media as well and you just throw yourself at it so it won't just be a case of you putting content out there go and look for other people that are doing it in the same space some of it will be just other people just like you independent podcasters bloggers videographers whoever it might be and just say any chance you'd like to maybe talk to me? I've got this thing that I'm doing. It's a podcast about X, Y, and Z, which I know you're interested in. Let's do a two-way chat. I'll do one for my podcast, advertising you, and you do one vice versa with me to advertise my podcast. And you then reach more and more people. Hopefully, you're... And it, it's also not about the competition. Just because there's a vlogger or a, a blogger out there talking about the same thing, you're not looking to steal their audience. You're looking to join them and get them to join you. It's about collaboration, not competition, isn't it? All, all as podcasters, and that's got the point of Pod Almighty. We want to share our knowledge, you know, as much as what you're doing with Mike's Podcast Club. Yeah, it all, it all, it all exactly. complements 
each other, doesn't it? And and you know, we we we're we're all kind of working towards the same thing. I'm I'm aware that you know we've we've uh, we're pretty much at time already, and it, it's another one of these subjects that feels like we've just about scratched the surface. We could carry on talking for hours and hours and hours uh, about this, and I think there's been some some really interesting things that have come up. Hopefully, some stuff that gives people some really good ideas. I just quickly wanted to mention a few things that I'm not going to elaborate too much on, but are just worth mentioning. These are things that when I think about building a tribe, stuff that I think, all right, that's worth thinking about. So every so often broadcasting your show live in some way or another, whether that's live on you know, Facebook Live or some other channel, some way of building up a bit of a buzz about an episode is a way that you can start tapping into that kind of feeling of a, of a tribe and those people that, that, that will rush to that, that want to see you, that want to get involved similarly you know as the world starts to to resemble some kind of 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 normality whatever the heck that is um you know doing live events um you know what can you do out there you know charles me and you are in that situation whereby when we sit down and think who's the target audience for our football podcast and where are they they're all in exactly the same place every fortnight like it's really easy to work out where they are it's just a matter of working out how you reach them for anyone else, whatever you do, think about what live events exist. What live events can you do yourself? You know, how can you start to build that buzz around your uh, podcast? And also consider content that isn't just podcasting. You know, consider actually whether or not do you need a website for your podcast? Can you do written content that goes alongside it? Can you do videos for your social media? What can you do that complements so that your show isn't just a podcast, so it starts to become something bigger than that? I talk a lot about, you know, a, a podcast is really a brand. It's way, way more than just a podcast that you re- release. And a tribe's an important part of building that brand, but also those other things that you do that help build it into a brand as well. And and look, the thing is, this doesn't happen overnight, right? It doesn't matter how good your content is. This stuff takes time, but keep working at it. I hope we've given you some really good thoughts there. We've not even touched on the dangers yet, because I know we said earlier on about how it isn't just social media. That's a real danger. There's also this danger as well about um, when you build a tribe, try not to get sucked into just broadcasting to that tribe because you you can alienate new listeners and we could sit here and talk about that issue just for another half hour on itself charles any kind of final thoughts or comments from you um just what we've basically already covered that whole thing of just making sure that you do go and speak to the people that you want to be listening to it so don't think about you know oh i i just want 500 or a thousand people listening actually think about who because if you've got 30 people that are actually interested in your subject and, and therefore could become super fans of you and spread the word, they're more valuable to you than just 500 random people. Believe me, that's it. And and you mentioned it before, James, you know, if we say 500 listeners for a podcast and you then get 30 people that are super fans joining your um, your, your podcast Slack channel or, or what live membership thing, then those 30 people are, are incredible. And do not ever think about them as anything else but flipping brilliant. Because they obviously, honestly, they are the best people in the world. And yes, sometimes you might not actually agree with everything that they say. It might be that you only see eye to eye on the one subject that is your podcast. But therefore, just, you know, keep it civil. Remember that you're the leader of that pack. Remember that they look up to you and just keep everything going in the way that you want it to be. And you direct everybody in the direction that you go. And I suppose really, if you're 
not somebody with a podcast, but you listen to podcasts, then go and check out what they're doing to get you to listen to them. Don't just sort of think to yourself, oh, I only listen, you know, I couldn't do that. Go and look at what other people are doing. Well, the, the big thing that I actually did, and I know that this is slightly more on monetization than community building, but when I started my Patreon, I signed up to support another podcast on Patreon to see what it was that they were doing to therefore get an idea of the sort of stuff that I would have to do. And I do that all the time. I check in with other podcasters who come to Mike's Podcast Club and I regularly ask the question, what is it that you guys are doing at the moment to either gain new listeners or to keep the ones that you've already got supporting you and maybe even increase their level of support for you and by just simply learning from other people which is exactly what Mike's Podcast Club is all about we can always improve what we do and it might not just be with your podcast but it could just be with everyday stuff as well which is what I absolutely love about the fact that we've got so many people that come to us every single month including yourself, James, that come to not only learn and sit there and listen to other people, but join in and give their own thoughts, their own experiences. And it's for absolutely anybody that wants to. So you do not have to have a podcast. You might just be thinking to yourself, I'd really like one. I'd really like to do it. You can come along too. And honestly... It's the best community that I've ever been involved in. Sorry, my listeners to my podcast, you're great as well. But honestly, it is one of the best communities I've ever been in because everybody is just so helpful and wants everybody to succeed. Collaboration, not competition, and it works. So come along. We've got the next one in. uh, We we basically go the second Wednesday of every single month. Um, We do it on Zoom at the moment while we're still in this world and all you need to do to join up is just go to meetup.com forward slash mic pod m-i-c-p-o-d and you'll find the latest one there you just need to sign up it's free completely and utterly and then click rsvp to say that you're coming and then join us on the six o'clock on the second wednesday of every month it's highly recommended as well. We'll we'll stick um, that link and and some various other links as well into uh, into the show notes so um, people can find it. Um, Ellie, are you a convert to the idea of building a, a podcast community? And oh, absolutely, and yeah. not that I wasn't before. It was just good to hear a more detail on on from someone who's had it work so successfully for them of how it how you've done it. So um, didn't need converting, but just giving me loads more ideas of you know to offer out to my clients and for myself so thank you please come back we've got loads more we want to ask you <laughs> i'd love to thank you Phil. thank you uh, thank you charles um, if there's a subject that you'd like us to cover or maybe a guest that you think we should talk to on uh, a future episode please let us know you can find all our previous episodes at podalmighty.co.uk and join us every month as we explore more of the big wide world of podcasting find out more about us at wearesoundmedia.com where you can also get in touch and we'll see you again soon on pod almighty Almighty.